So, like, thanks to viewers like you and SassyGamers.com, Bard Rock Cafe can exist, I guess. So, like, you can find links to Sassy Gamers, our Patreon, and social media stuff in the show notes. Just click. Thanks. Hello and welcome to Bard Rock Cantina, Episode 1, Blank Space. I'm Paul, your DM for this mini-adventure. We are so glad you can join us. As you might have guessed from the name, this is a space adventure. We'll be playing Evil Hat Productions' Scum and Villainy system. Scum and Villainy is a rules-light system where the players each choose a playbook that serves as their character sheet, and all roles are determined by rolling a group of D6 and taking the highest result. Links to Scum and Villainy on Evil Hat's official website can be found in the show notes. For now, everyone, please introduce yourself your playbook and tell us a little bit about your character okay i'll start my name is khadija i typically play rook on bard rock cafe but i'm going to be playing somebody different i'll be playing a stitch or a healer a spacefaring healer named dr ula una an ex-imperial who escaped and is now looking for work outside of anything to do with the imperial yeah and she so she's quick on her feet and Brainy. I'll go next. So, I'm Kenny. Normally I DM, but I'm taking a break from that to play Vincent Phillips, otherwise known as Stony. He's the muscle of the group. He likes guns and crime and drinking and fighting and anything else he can get into. But he's a good friend to have in a pinch. My name's Steph, and I usually play Epi on the Bard Rock Cafe, but today I am playing a pilot named Poe Callisto, but generally they go by deuces. They have a, you know, they're an excellent pilot, just really good with a ship. You know, you put them in a cockpit, they know exactly what to do. Rest of the time, little bit of a adrenaline junkie, massive gambling problem, which is in part, how they managed to lose the ship to a certain, um, mechanic. <laughs> but don't worry, they're gonna, they're gonna win it back eventually. Probably. When they feel like it. And that brings us to our temporary member, Danger, if you want to introduce yourself. I mentioned this in our patrons exclusive Session Zero. Danger is actually an artist that's collaborating with the show and will be soon running our merch store. And he is joining us in this one shot because Tyler was unavailable. So, uh, Danger, why don't you tell us about yourself and your character? Hey, everybody. I'm an artist and a programmer named Danger Donahue, and I am going to be running a character named Praxis Lazic, who is an ex-Imperial mechanic that is uh, now trying to hold this ragtag group together as we make a new way through this very treacherous world. All right, everybody, that is your crew. Now we're ready to just dive in. A long time from now, in the next galaxy over, the galaxy is in turmoil under the neglectful rule of the hegemonic empire. Work is hard to come by, but easier if you have a ship and a blaster. Such is the case for the crew of the wild card, a smuggler ship of the ragtag crew that have a knack for getting themselves into and out of trouble. They're headed to Warren, a city spanning an entire moon, where they're hoping their contact, Takala, has a job for them. It's been a rough month for your crew. Uh, your last job, you just got enough cred to keep your ship in the sky and to have just a little bit of money to your names. As you come in for landing on the docks of Warren, you hear an electronic voice say, Thank you for choosing Energy Star for your fuel needs. While you're here, why not stop inside for some of our signature moon pies? They're out of this world. 
As if on cue, a crew of technicians emerge from the station and begin topping off your fuel, led by a blue, hairless man with bulbous black eyes. Your friend Akala. Hey, if it ain't the crew of the wild card, how you lop in? Uh, you know, Takala could be better, could be worse. She's still in one piece for now. Well, I may have some good fortune for you. There's this bloke hanging around to Bard Rock Cantina on the dark side of Warren, then looking for a ride that can get him some cargo for him. Goes by the name of Adobe Juan Coyote, if I recall. If you head over there now, he ought to be there. Are you sure this is the man we're looking for? Uh, Adobe Juan Coyote, definitely the man looking for a ride. I don't know if there's another man you're looking for, but if you're looking for a job, he's the best paying customer I know of you can find around these parts right now. Oi, also, one more thing before you go. Can I interest you in a shield upgrade? Half price for a new generator. Have it installed in under an hour. Just one cred. You can actually all tell that he knows that you don't have one cred between a lot of you right now, but it's one of those things he has to offer you as part of his job, you know, kind of like the weekly special. Say, no thanks. I do all my installations myself, and uh, I'm going to put one of those in next week. All right, do you all have anything else you want to do here at the docks, or you want to make your way over to the Bard Rock Cantina? Okay, quick question. One, do I have money? And two, moon pies, you say? Yeah, uh, you have pocket money. It would pay for anything trivial, like uh, it, like food, for example, snacks, if you wanted to like buy any new clothes or equipment. Although, all your equipment is on the character sheet. You have access to all your stuff. But anything you wanted to spend on trivial matters, you absolutely can. Basically, assume you have your most recent paycheck. Stoney's got one of those space tacos from the gas station. <laughs> it's average. Oh, he does, huh? Why don't you go ahead and roll... They don't really have a equivalent of of uh, Constitution on here, so roll Scramble for me. <laughs> See if you make it to the bathroom in time. There's one die for this one. Stoney, I've warned you against these before. As your doctor... I'm very disappointed in you. Alright, I'll actually give you a second die because your doctor just established that you've that you've apparently eaten these tacos before. Hell yeah. Listen, Doc. I got the exercise part going. Let me have my little joys and So that's a two and a two. <laughs> Alright, let's see the bad results, so uh, go ahead and mark experience. And you can either mark your general experience for your playbook advancement, or you can mark prowess, because I had your rule scramble. I mentioned this in our session zero. Uh, the rules for Scum and Villainy don't call for that. It's actually a rule from another Evil Hat production game, uh, Monster of the Week. But I think it's really cool that whenever you get a bad roll, you get to mark experience. So we're going to house rule it in. Cool. And the, so that's going to be your mark experience. As for the bad result, you have, uh, we're gonna, you're going to suffer uh, minor stomach aches, and you're going to... Uh, get minus one die on any on any rules you have that might require a physical performance for the rest of the day, which is probably just until you embark from the space station. It was worth it. Jesus just leans over to Praxis and whispers, I hope you got the plumbing running right again. Uh, yeah, it's the one thing that I did get working from that last uh, stint. Good call. Good call. Alright, did you want to buy some moon pies while you're here? Absolutely. And do they, by chance, have any bobbleheads? Uh, they do. They have bobbleheads for all of your your uh, big space celebrities. One that catches your eye specifically is for the lounge singer, Sammy. That one's supposed like to be to... a decent markup because apparently she's promoing an album right now. Fair enough. Fair enough. I would like a moon pie and a Sammy bobblehead. All right. So they hook you up with a moon pie and a Sammy bobblehead. And you have you still have some spending money if you want to spend it on something else you wanted to save it for later. You might want to have something to actually pay for your dinner at the Bard Rock Cantina if you're planning on eating there. Yeah, I'll save the rest. 
If you've been one to Barbara Cantina, you've seen them all. It's one of those chain places where the food isn't bad, but it's nothing to write home about. The layout, the menu, even the smell in the air are exactly the same from one location to the next. The Bar Rack Antino is as big a chain restaurant as come, though no one knows entirely where the original location was. Rumor had it the first location is some backwater planet the next galaxy over. As you enter the cantina, you see a stage on the right with live entertainment. You actually recognize the performer, the lounge singer Sammy, who you just bought the bobblehead for, touring the galaxy performing her new album. Uh, she's singing a new song, an epic ballad about chasing stars. Across the stage, you see a group playing cards and a line of challengers facing off against a muscular gentleman, a full head taller than most of you, in an arm wrestling contest. The muscular man slams his current challenger's wrist to the table and sees and sets his gaze on your group, specifically locks eyes with you, Stony. Let me tell you something. No one this side of the galaxy is a match for the Meteor. Many have tried, but all have failed. Do you think you'll be the one to finally best me, little man? Stony looks down at his hands, which are about the size of this guy's head. <laughs> he pops the last bite of space taco into his mouth. Alright. It's your funeral, boy. He makes his way over there. All right, so you sit down, and he let, he offers his hand to lock arms with you. Yep. All right, plus roll me sc plus scramble. Just one die? Yep. Six. Six. And that is before or after your modifiers. Before. All right, yeah, we forgot that with the last roll, so you brought, I shouldn't have given you the experience, but I already gave it to you because I forgot to check your modifiers last time. So, with, uh, with a eight, you slam this guy's arm down so fast it gives everyone else whiplash. And he starts going like, No! You fizzed the meteor! You cheated! You dirty cheat! And and he has, like, this little scrawny guy comes up behind him like, It's okay, champ. You'll get him next time. It's okay. And he, the meteor, like, takes him and calls him and says, Sorry, lost myself for a second there. You know, you are a worthy opponent. He holds out his hand for handshake to you. So, Stoney just looks at his hand and goes, hey, just walks off. <laughs> Pulls out a cigar and just lights it. Alright, that was a good first six of the campaign right there. While this is going on, the bartender, a slim young man named Justin, has already prepared a table for the rest of your party. Deuce, always good to have you. I have all your usuals on order. It'll be just a few minutes. Keystone Lightspeed's all around for the crew of the Wild Card. He says as he pours you each a drink. Keystone Lightspeed was the signature drink of the Bard Rock Cantina. Just a little stronger than water, comparably cheap, but it gets the job done. At the sound of your name, the person dealing the cards in the corner perks up. Deuce! Don't suppose you're up for a friendly game? You all recognize the sharp-dressed man in the corner is J-Row, leader of a syndicate fashion known simply as the Skulls, and a notorious gambler. He holds the deck of cards up, inviting you to play. One hand, winner gets a cred. Of course, you all know playing for a credit is a little more than a friendly game. A credit is enough to fuel and supply a ship, plus pay the crew for a month. My man, my man, I blacked out after you said cards. You're on. <laughs> all right, go ahead and roll me 2d10. Okay, okay. So guys, shall shall ketchup dice try to redeem itself? What do y'all think? Oh, go for it. All right, we got ketchup dice. And pink dice. We'll see how this goes. So we got a 7 and a 2. Ketchup dice has officially redeemed itself slightly. Alright, so uh, basically what we're doing here, we're playing Space Blackjack with the D10 representing all the cards you can possibly get in Blackjack. So, with a 7 and a 2 you have a total of 9. Your goal is to beat the dealer, uh, the, and you can go up to 21. If you go over 21 you fail. Would you like to hit, or would you like to stay at 9? I'd like to roll another one. 
All right, go ahead and roll me a third D10. Okay, okay. We're going for itty bitty pink dice, which is a five. All right, that puts you at 14. And at this point, uh, J-Row is looking at you like, 14, are you going to stay? Are you going to hit Deuce? Are you feeling lucky? Deuce has a little bit of a twitch in his eye. Just sort of looks and is just like, deal me in. And uh, roll again. All right, and you want to roll a seven or less to stay in the game. I'm sure this will be fine. I rolled a three. All right, that puts you at 17. Are you going to stay or are you going to hit again? You'd have to roll a four or less to stay in the game. Deuces just takes a breath and says, All right, I'm going to hold. Go with what I got. All right, I'm going to put that on hold for a second. I just rolled my hand. I'm going to reveal that in a minute. As your food arrives, you take note of an elderly gentleman in a hooded cloak at the back corner of the cantina, sipping a cup of tea. You are certain from the description that Takala gave you this is your client. If I heard that right, you have a ship. I don't suppose you're in the market for some work. I and some cargo need transport to the planet Bay B. And he's talking to, uh, he actually can tell the captain right away. So mech tape, he's talking to you. Uh, very interesting. Uh, yeah, that, that is pretty much the situation. There's just one minor complication, friend. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard about the phenomenon known as blank space, but it shrouded Bay B and the rest of the system. You'll actually have to pilot the system at sub-light speed. I hope that's not a problem. Uh, that's something that we can get around. Deuces just holds up a thumbs up. Alright, and then as Deuce does that, uh, you see that that uh, J-Row finishes his first two cards, he gets an 11. Uh, the rules to Blackjack, of course, are the dealer hits till they're over 16, and his next card is a 9. He has a 20. Ah, look at that, Deuce. That'll be one cred. You're good for it, uh, right? Of course, of course. I, I get paid next week. Oh, uh, you know we, we weren't playing on credit, Deuce. <clears throat> uh, you know what? Excuse me, right quick. Those space tacos were really getting to me. All right, I'm gonna uh, roll sway. <laughs> roll swag. Yeah, roll or plus sway. 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 There is no swag. <laughs> swag. I'm rolling <laughs> swag. <laughs> okay, so I have one little triangle. Does that mean I add? You, you add plus a, a one. D6? You add plus okay. one. So. I'm going to give you just the 1d6 because that wasn't a super convincing lie given the timing. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> so that was a 5 plus 1 for a 6. All right. With a 6, he believes you. And he's like, and so he doesn't think anything of it when you dash away from the area. <laughs> there doesn't happen to be in these similar everywhere Bard Rock cantinas a convenient escape hole in the bathroom, you know, like maybe a really high up Oh, window. is there a window in the bathroom? Uh, you might be able to is find a bathroom window, 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 but I do want you to bear in mind, he does know the rest of the crew, so you are abandoning the rest of the crew to pay oh. your tab to this bobster. Stony, familiar with Deuce's uh, behavior patterns, <laughs> just reaches up a big brawny hand, grabs Deuce's collar, and sits him back down. And he pulls his jacket to the side, and you see a very, very nice blaster pistol at his hip. Tell you what. Pulls it out, puts it on the table. Play another round. Consider that my collateral. Deuce's eyes just sparkle, and he looks up at Stoney with just all the affection in his heart that his his dumb little brain can accomplish. Alright, double or nothing sounds good. And so... Go ahead and roll me 2d10 again. Okay. And this time I want to check and see if this mobster's cheating. All right. Uh, roll me plus a tune. 
Okay, 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 okay. And I'm going to give you two dice. Fail me again. I'm going to give you two dice because I made it clear you've played with him before. So that was a six plus two. All right, with an eight, you know that he just got really lucky. He is not a cheater. He is actually known as an honorable man, even amongst the syndicate crowd. Damn. <laughs> All right. Yep, so you know he just got a lucky roll with that 19. Understandable. Oh, I'm sorry, he had a 20. That's right. Yeah. I had a 17. That's not That's not bad. I just didn't think I'd roll a four. Okay. No, okay. No, you so. did a smart play. I just got a good roll. Seven is actually, like, the worst. It is. It's just low enough to where you can't guarantee that you'll win, but it's just high enough you can't bet on the second one. Yep. All right, all right. Let's see, let's see. I think this round we're going with Greeny and Bluesy. All right, Greeny and Bluesy. Let's see what you got. Whew. Okay, so we got a 9 and an 8 for Greeny and Greeny too. All right, so that is a 17. Are you going to keep it, or are you going to try going up? Yes. All right, so he rolls an 8 and a 9, a 17. Normally, the house would win in a tie, so we're just going to, rather than have you lose on a technicality... Uh, hey, I rolled gonna... a third one! What? I rolled another one. Oh, you rolled... A... Okay, so you actually rolled another die after that? Uh-huh. What did you roll? I rolled a four. Okay. So the 21, you do win. So we call it even. You break even on that bet. You don't owe him anything. He doesn't owe you anything, except you owe Stoney a favor. That that seems typical. So it was double or nothing. Yep. So double would be they got the blaster and you owed them a cred. Nothing means you don't owe them anything. That's traditionally what double or nothing means. Oh. There's nothing stopping you from playing on credit again and trying to get one cred out of this, but you think you can do it. And do you think that your that uh, your party can bail you out again if you lose? I'll tell you right now, the chances that this mobster is going to let your party members put more stuff on the line if you lose another hand are pretty low. So, do you want to play a third hand to actually try and win that thread, or are you going to walk away? So, you know how I owe Stoney a favor? Yep. Deuces. The good old-fashioned shakes in the hand. Looks at, looks at Stoney. So... Are we are we gonna are we gonna play taxi with uh, Mister T and Suspicion over there, or do do you think we have time for another game? Or we good? What do you think? Deuces. Do what you're gonna do. The boss is over there talking anyway. He's gonna take his time. Deuces looks over at this very honest mobster. <laughs> All right, ain't got any credits on me. I really want that credit you got hanging out there. All right. Tell you what, we'll put in this game. If uh, if I win, then you then uh, you and your crew owe me uh, one cred that you have to do a job for me. You have to do me a job for free if I win. How's that sound? It doesn't have to be right now. I don't have a job lined up for you. But if I come calling and I say I need you to do a job, you'll do it in the future. This is like quickly side eyes. <laughs> Mech tape. It's just like... Before anyone stops me, you're on. All right, go ahead and roll me 2d10. Okay, I'm going to start by rolling two because that's what we're supposed to do. And I think this time we're going we're going with the bluesies. Both bluesies. Ah, okay, so I rolled a three and a five. All right, so you have an eight. Do you want to hit? Yeah. It's time for the red one. Ooh, that's a one. All right, that's a okay, nine. Okay, hang on. 
I'd like to hit again. If I can. Yep, you can keep going until you either bust or stop, so. Okay, okay. Here we go. Okay, so that's a six. All right, that makes it 15. The dealer has to stop at 16 or higher, so you'd be hoping the dealer busts if you keep that. But you have to roll a six or less to stay in the game. That's fine. All right, Goldie, it's all on you. I had to roll a what or less? A six or less. (laughs) I rolled a six. All right, let's see if he can beat 21. If he ties 21, we'll figure this out here. Four. And a one is five. Plus a four is nine. Plus a nine is 18. Well, I gotta give it to you, Deuce. You gave me a run for my money. One cred. Boys pay up. And sure enough, this is one of his lackeys pulls out this big sack of credits and hands it to you. And you might recall that there was a deal where you could pay one cred for a, a shielding at the base. So if that's something you wanted to do, you now have the cred to pay for it. Hmm. Remind, remind Steph the player what this man's name is again. Uh, J-Row. J-Row, my man, my good buddy, friend of, you know, friend of my friend, friend of myself. I have enjoyed playing with you. Let me know if you're uh, up for playing again. Hey, hey, Braxis. Look at what I got. I'm going to wave my little cred in the air at him. And at this point, uh, Praxis and Doby Juan Coyote are done doing their business. So he does have the ability to look at you without interrupting the client. I give a thumbs up and a big smile. I finger guns at him. And I put the cred in my pocket. Like, I, just so you know, I just described that as like a like the stereotypical like sack of cash you would get from robbing a bank. So that's more like you're plugging it over your back, but sure. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, oh, the criminal element okay. is right there. They're, you're not going to get robbed. For some reason, I'm sorry. <laughs> I pictured it as like he just pulled a 20 out of this giant briefcase of cash and handed it to me. No, you want enough money to fuel the ship for a month and pay everybody's salary. Yeah, this is the equivalent of like the $500,000 bill from that one board game where like it's just absurd. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to. I held the. the um, briefcase over my head to wave at, at good buddy mech tape. And then I'm just going to carry my little my little prize back over with me and sit down next to him. Alright, if uh, so at this point you guys are all welcome to enjoy your meal, uh, but if any of you wanted to spend that credit anything for the ship, you could run it over there and have uh, Takala do the work while you're eating. Basically you can use that one cred right now for a ship upgrade if you wanted to. What was the specific ship upgrade? Uh, so, normally shields cost two cred. They're offering a deal at the Energy Star where you can have them installed for one. And Takala assures you it will be installed by the time you're done eating your dinner at the Bard Rock. Sounds suspiciously quick. I mean, you're having tech work done at a gas station. What do you want? <laughs> if you like, you can roll a tune to see whether or not he's on the level. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, how many dice do I roll uh, for that? Just one? I'll, I'll give you two die because this guy is an old friend of yours. Okay, I got a six and a four. All right, we take the six. Yep, and with that, you know that he is on the level. He offers good work. It's just Energy Star is... Like, this isn't a complicated fix. Let me put it that way, too. You actually know, because you're a mechanic, that as long as the port is there for the ship, it's basically just plugging in a new piece. Okay. Yeah, so basically they're going to plug it into the ship. They're going to put some you know, a couple of screws and bolts on there to lock it onto the side of the ship, and it's good to go. So that's why it's going to take a take very long. It's just uh, an hour of labor. Sounds All right. good. All right, so you guys go ahead and spend that money on getting shields. I agree with it. 
feel like we're gonna go back to the ship and like the shields are gonna be there, but there's gonna be like a really long extension cord going like another extension cord. And like it'll work, but definitely not like up to code but yeah, that's just me yeah go for the shields make sure the call alarm is deactivated before you need the shields yeah. actually fun fact the reason this is so cheap is because this one has this annoying feature where it turns the ship's horn into la cucaracha <laughs> and that's why they Perfect. couldn't sell it full retail because it had this bug in it above game this is just your dm thought it was bs your ship doesn't come with those <laughs> <laughs> oh, no 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 our horn <laughs> Because we didn't have a horn on this thing either, but now we have a horn. And every time we hit it, it's happening. It's canon. Yeah. It's canon. So you sit and enjoy your dinner. Do you have any, uh, do you all have anything you want to talk about? This is your chance to plan the job. You now know what Dobie Wan Coyote wants. You know that you're traveling in deep space. You're gonna have to travel at sublight speed. So this is your chance as a party to talk about the things you anticipate and make plans for it. Uh, this is part of the game, uh, playing the job, and anything you have planned for, I give you plus one dice when that eventuality comes up. Also, if you have any questions for Adobe Wan Kenobi about the uh, quest or the cargo, th th now is the time to ask them. Oh, yeah, what is the cargo that we're transporting? Uh, you see, I have some, I, I hope it doesn't bother you at all, I have some friends in the uh, Rebel Alliance, and uh, they are stuck on baby, so I have some supplies, some medical supplies, food, weapons, uh, to get, to help get them back out of the situation they're in on that planet. Okay. No weapons though, right? Oh, oh he explicitly said weapons. Uh, if you, he, like, if, if you, he were to take you to the cargo and show you, it's just a handful of, like, very basic, not even military-grade blaster pistols and stuff. It's, like, really basic stuff, like, stuff you could buy yourself. Like, let me put it this way. If you were, like, at a gun show in America, this would be the low-caliber stuff. It's, like, very basic protect-yourself weapons. Okay, over-the-counter weapons. Yeah, the, like, he's not bringing good weapons. He's bringing, like, the weapons he had available. This is not, like, a, he's not a weapons dealer. He's bringing some basic supplies to help out people who might be short on supplies. He went to his one uncle's house in Texas and just... <laughs> the place. Oh, oh, yeah, actually, he has five pistols and a rocket launcher. <laughs> that, that, that tracks. And five tons of ammunition that may or may not be good anymore. Because it's been in a shed where it's been leaking, but nobody cares about that. It's ammo, right? Yeah, but you mostly what he—yeah. So uh, mostly what he has is the food, and medical supplies. Though it looks like he's his supplies are assuming that his friends are in trouble more than ready to go into active combat. They're probably already armed if they're rebels anyway. Okay, so yeah, how prepared do we need to be for a fight? Well, I don't know exactly what's inside the blank space. That's one of the problems with it. Once you get to the system, you'll see that we cannot see, the, your sensors won't work. I have no idea because I, we can't get transmissions in or out of the blank space, so all I know is that my rebel friends were on a mission there and that they have not been able to get out of the blank space, probably because hyperspace routes aren't working in or through it. So I don't know anything other than my friends need help. That's why I'm going. How long is this flight gonna be? You know, hyperspace jump to the edge of the system, but after then it's going to be a few hours from the edge of the system to baby. Uh, traveling at sublight speed, probably six to eight hours after we get there. I mean, I can probably take a few shortcuts, get us, you know, shave a little bit of time off of there if I drive like hell. Fly like hell. Depends on what we have yeah. to go through. Do you know if there's anyone there specifically in need of medical help, or are you just bringing supplies in general? I know that they've been radio silent for a few weeks, so I don't know if they're injured, but just in case, I'm bringing medical supplies. Right. What was their mission? 
they were actually trying to establish a base on Baby and also investigate hegemonic empire activity. I don't know more than that. My uh, friend, Princess Aurora Borealis, she was heading the mission, but I don't have more details. I just know that I was asked to find out what was going on there. They did, Unfortunately, I'm not privy to the details of the mission in total. So you think the Empire's in there, too? Probably. Uh, I'm thinking that the Empire might be behind the blank space, but I don't know enough about blank space to know for sure. I just know they started their mission, and then a few days later, the blank space started. So I can't think of anyone else. That, I don't think the Syndicate has that kind of technology to just block out an entire system from star maps. So if it's not the Empire, I don't know who it would be. Well, for me, I'm going to polish my guns and get the Mystic Ammo ready. Just in case it's something fucky. And that's why we love you, Stoney. Hey, quick question, Obi-Wan. Ah. Adobe-Wan. Adobe-Wan. Very sorry. So, <laughs> Adobe, good buddy. You aren't claustrophobic by any chance, are you? I can't, I'm not a fan of flying, if that's what you're asking about, but I'll be fine. Stoney is okay. just... <laughs> just cackling at the question. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, Deuces just puts a hand on good old Adobe's shoulder and says, Buddy, we're go if if the Empire tries to board our ship, we're gonna shove you in the storage compartment. So, is that good? I mean, you it's not that bad. Usually there's like some leftover chips in there. They're a little stale, but you know, they're not bad. Alright, uh, first of all, are you serious? Look that's me in the eyes. No, that's a question Paul, the DM serious. is asking you. Yes. Okay, then go ahead and... Go ahead and roll me plus sway. All right, I'm gonna. I'm calling it swag until the end of time, and you can't stop me. So, as a question, <laughs> can Stony assist by saying, "Yeah, we got a snack bag that we hang on the ceiling." <laughs> sure, I'll give you plus one die for that. You're trying to convince him that he should be stuffed in the cargo hold if they're being boarded. And then uh, I'm gonna just trust them all, guys. Guys, some things are implied. <laughs> okay. So, so, how many dice am I rolling for this? Two. Okay, okay. First dice was a four, second is a three. All right, so it's and four I have a plus, plus one for swag. All right, so that's a five total. So with five total, uh, it's you're plus doing three. A, oh, plus three. Sorry. I, so it's actually yeah. four plus three is seven. So he completely believes you, and he's like, oh, well, if we're being boarded, we we can cross that situation. We get to it. Uh, I might be able to help if we're boarded as well. So I don't know if you necessarily need to hide me. I'm not a known rebel sympathizer. Uh, you know, that does help a little. Hey, hey, do we have any of those, like, costumes in, in that other compartment? I think I stuffed one under the pilot seat. Like, we've got some off-brand Empire costumes, right? I didn't, like, lose that in a bed or anything, did I? So that's not Blackout something that the ship specifically comes with. Let me see if, as long as there's not something on the sheet that says that. So there's nothing that specifically says you can have those things. So that is something you can plan on having. If you want to have some, some Empire uniforms, you can definitely acquire those when you're on the planet, probably from some of your connections in the Syndicate. You do have, as I said, you have your pocket money that could pay for trivial things like clothes. So you could definitely acquire those if you don't have them. Ah, damn. I must have, I must have lost the old pair. Hey, we could probably... We could probably buy more if we needed. You think we need it? Or are they complex? Can they be hacked from like other clothes? I mean, so mm -hmm. and this is you all. So some of you have actually served in the Empire, so you definitely would know this. Uh, it's 
and you know your standard military garb uh it wouldn't be like like you try and make it out of regular clothes would be like if you were unwanted to try and make like military camouflage of like real world military out of normal clothes like you might be able to find stuff that's the same pattern if you were to go shopping around but odds are if you you have connections in the syndicate like that's one thing at least one of you has you could definitely go find someone who would just have black market uniforms that could sell it to you at a reasonable cost matter of fact there's a syndicate guy like literally three tables over Hey, 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 J-Ro, J-Ro, buddy. Deuce, my friend. Yeah, you got any, like, Empire uniforms in size one that guy? So did you walk up to his table and ask this, or did you shout it across the diner? Uh, evens or odds? Even. All right, evens, I shouted it across the bar. Ooh, okay, so after I got his attention, I walked over there and leaned (laughs) over and said, hey, I got any got any empire uniforms we could we could borrow size one that guy he looks at your party and he's like the big guy might be kind of hard to swing an outfit for but i think i might be able to help you out uh after you finish your meal just uh my associate frankie here he can take you to my warehouse and get you set up it'll co- of course it'll cost you a few credits and credits are the smaller version of cred we're talking like the difference between coppers and silvers and platinums etc mm-hmm. so credit small unit cred big unit what kind of job you got going on where you uh need imperial uniforms deuce Someone's birthday party. I'm gonna surprise him. All right, that is definitely a lie. So roll me plus sway. <laughs> okay, okay, we're going with ketchup dice again because I believe in ketchup dice. How many dice do I roll for this? Just one because that was a bad lie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have one sway triangle and I rolled a four. All right, so that is a five. All right, so with a five, you get a mixed result. He's like, uh, I don't. Yeah, honestly, I don't know what you're doing. Not that, but I didn't really care that much. So, like I said, just uh, after you finish your meal, uh, talk to Frankie and he'll set you up. Frankie! Frankie, buddy. Hey, J-Ro, J-Ro. I love you, man. I love you, man. I'm going to go sit back by everyone. All right. So you you are going to, just for the sake of expediency, you are going to say you acquired an entire group of uniforms, including somehow one big enough for Stoney. Four birthday suits. Uh, they're, they're like, they're not spacesuits. You have your own spacesuits. This is like clothes, like they're uniform clothes. Like you'd wear them walking around planet or on your ship. Does that answer your question, Danger? Yeah, sorry. I said birthday suits. Oh, birthday suits. No, you did not acquire <laughs> birthday suits. <laughs> you really don't want to see that. <laughs> I mean, after that first hand, I thought birthday suits was what you'd be walking out of the cantina with, to be honest. <laughs> It was the dramatic tension of it all. <laughs> all right. So my understanding of this is your plan is to acquire those uniforms and have them on hand in case you're boarded by the Empire to and to uh, fly like bats out of hell once you get into the blank space. But obviously you have to say at sub-light speed. Is that basically the entire plan? I just wanted to check. Is there a way we can modify our false ship papers to include Adobe One? Uh, so your ship papers would just indicate like what your nature of your business is. So your ship papers okay. would basically say like you are an Imperial ship or you are a medical ship. So you can definitely have uh-huh. them say whatever you want. I'm going to go ahead and say you have the ability to falsify them to your specifications. So definitely so you probably... just say you are an Imperial ship. Right, like, that's, let's just make sure. Sounds good. And then as your kind and benevolent DM, I'm going to point out you have a false transponder and can also set it to be a, a, a Republic signal so that the Empire will say, okay, we are definitely your ship. I'm just going to go ahead and save you guys the trouble of planning for that one. That's something you have. So is that your, all the aspects of your plan to get Adobe Wan to this planet undetected? 
There's also the chip compartment. Okay, and shoving him into a <laughs> into the meat locker. That's the last stage of the plan. Wait, are I mean, we technically... aware of any other obstacles? At this time, no. Uh, you do know the Empire's probably present on Bay B, but you don't know if your mission's going to change in Bay B. You'll probably get a second chance to plan once you get there mm-hmm. and have more information. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean over to Mech Taker. Hey, hey. Alright, alright. So since we're flying into the, you know, into the dark here, quick question. Uh-huh. It's our baby. Wild card. So we're getting ourselves some shields, right? Yep. Cool, cool, cool. And we got we got some snacks. Got some snacks, got a moon pie. So just in case, just you know, in case we really need to scoot. How are our engines holding up? That's that's a good question. DM, uh, what what so, is the status as far as I'm aware of of the ship engines? So this is like I said, you had enough money for all your basic maintenance from the last job, so everything should be in good working order. Uh, if, okay. If you're being asked if like you could overclock the engines, that's not something you like. That's something you might be able to do with a roll, but right now they just work at standard functionality. Okay. Uh, so yeah, deuces. Uh, engines are nominal. I mean, do you think you need a little extra? I mean, I've never been one to you know not be extra. You can always try and soup it up a little bit. I like the way you think, bud. All right, so while you're in flight, Mech Tape is going to try and get a little bit extra kick on the engine so that you can fly a little bit closer to light while flying at sub-light speed. you got to have maximum yeet for the ship. All right, <laughs> all right. So I would like to point out, Stony has a growing pile of empty shot glasses <laughs> of Keystone, previously Keystone light speed that is just, he's knocking them out. I like how you're doing shots of beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. If they had Fireball, he'd be having that. But um, excuse me, they have they don't have Fireball, but they do have Supernova. It's basically Space Fireball. Yeah, no, he's he's going at it. All right, yep, yeah, you do that. We already have, so. Oh, I was supposed to take away one of your die because of your taco roll. Oh well, I think you it's actually okay. still beat the arm wrestler. Technically speaking, I got that hedonist ability. So if I enjoy my vice of gambling, then I can add stuff. And I mean, yeah. arm wrestling is gambling. Also, you could have added stuff to all of those gambling rolls you were doing. Oh, absolutely. Yep, so. But I completely forgot about it. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right, folks. We are learning this system. We are playing it for the first time. So we are probably forgetting lots of stuff, but we're still having fun with it. I would have felt some kind of way if you lost my fancy blaster pistol. Just, just. I, yeah. I was just like, please, please. I really want to witness. All right, so we're going to do a star wipe, haha, to once you ah. actually board the ship. Uh, as you power up the ship, uh, tell me about what it's like powering up the ship, Deuce. Oh, oh, okay. So, you know how when you just a cat sits on your lap and purrs, and it's just the best thing in the world. Well, this ship is a little bit like if that cat purr was made of a cannon from the eighteen twelve overture but was just as satisfying. This thing starts with a kick, and then it's as smooth as butter. And as you finish flipping all those switches and pushing all those buttons to ignite it up, the computer goes, Welcome to OnStar. Please input your destination. I assume you all input your destination as immediately outside of where Baby's star system is going to be. It's technically nothing stopping you from kidnapping Adobe Wan and Coyote on a completely different quest. Vector towards Baby. 
All right, and the hyperspace jump just outside baby system goes off without a hitch. You find yourselves on the edge of blank space. As you get closer to the system, all of your sensors start flaring up. You realize that while you can physically see the planets in the sun of the system, the instruments of the ship cannot. As Adobe Wan Coyote suggested, you'll have to plot and navigate a manual course to Bay B, which will take several hours at sublight speed. How do you spend your time? Shortcuts! <laughs> Alright, so we're going to go ahead and resolve uh, mech tape and, and deuce. Uh, we'll do you both uh, second because you're actually doing stuff related to functionality of the ship. Stony, uh, Ula, what are you two doing to spend your time? Stony has several blasters lined up on his bed and he is taking them apart, checking all of the pieces, putting them back together, uh, deciding what he wants to, to keep around and basically just prepping his equipment. All right, and I will say this, while you're on the ship, normally when you're in a mission during Scum and Villainy, you have to select a loadout for yourself, but while you're on the ship, anything that's on your character sheet is just assumed to be within arm's range until the action starts. So you all have access to everything on your character sheet without encumbrance right now. Okay. And then Ula, how are you spending your time? Dr. Ula is in the med bay. She is uh, checking out the stock of all the medications right now. Um, just biding time, honestly. All right, and she will find that everything is in order. Everything has been stocked up. You have uh, all the basic first aid supplies, a couple of extras, nothing fancy, though. Just you're ready if someone gets stabbed or shot. Nice. All right, so describe to me what you are doing, Deuce. So you can see all these planets, right? Hang on. So you can see all these planets, right? And, you know, you're piloting for a while. You kind of get, you know how to hug the turns a little better. You know when to, when to floor it so you can make up a little bit of speed. And you kind of know those tricks to get around stuff like, you know, if there's maybe some space traffic, you go through the space gas station parking lot to get around the space traffic kind of thing. You know, just just looking for some some quick ways around, you know. All right. Roll me plus sure, one. Okay. I'll give you uh, I'll give you two dice for that. OK, OK. Good. You know what? Ace pilot, ace dice. Here we go. Oh, God. I rolled a two and a one. All right. Plus, I think you have two to helm. Yeah. All right. So with a four, uh, just very average. You don't really add or shave time. You realize that probably the fastest path to a planet you can see dead sight is just a straight line. There's only so much you can bob and weave around to make it faster. Yeah, but it makes you feel better. Even if you only take one minute off of the space GPS. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're doing that thing where, like, you can see the GPS and the OnStar keeps telling you that your time up updates by a minute and then goes back by a minute. And you're just trying to make it stay stuck in that minute faster. That's what you're doing right now. Oh, absolutely. And you just inevitably get stuck behind the space minivan and it ticks back up that one minute and it drives you nuts. All right. And then let's actually see. So, Mech Tape, you were going to actually try and uh, supercharge the engine so you can move faster, right? Is that what you're going to do? Yep. All right, so go ahead and describe me how you do it, and then roll plus rig. Sure. So I'm crawling around the engine, trying to tweak all of the different variables and numbers, trying to uh, eke out the best performance we can possibly get out of our fuel supply. And how many dice should I be rolling? Uh, go ahead and roll me 2d6 and tell me the uh, higher of the two results. Five. And, and then is this a hack or a rig? That's a rig. Okay, so that would be seven in total. All right, seven total. It works great. You actually, between the two of you, you shave about an hour off of the eight hour. So 
with that being said, about two hours into the flight, your sensors do finally pick something up. A trio of Imperial ships are approaching you, and your system indicates they have an incoming message. Uh, what do you do? And we're going to say because Deuce is at the helm, Deuce is the one with the actual controls to the ship. Deuce sees this, you know, blinking red light if you have an incoming phone call and just leans flat, leans back. Mechtape! Mechtape, <laughs> go get Ula! Or or if or if you want to get this call, let me know. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get Ula. Bring, bring. I'm sorry, this is a space phone. Boop, boop, bidi, boop. I guess if I've been gotten, uh... Have I been brought anywhere, or can uh, I answer from wherever can, I am? Uh, you can answer from the comms in the med bay if you want. Sure. So, uh, I guess Ula rolls her eyes. I guess I'm answering again. So, this is the wild card. Wild card? Is that a... That's not an Imperial designation. Uh, what is your business in the space, wild card? Who's... Wait a minute. Who am I speaking to? Sergeant Adrams of the Imperial Air Force. Uh, you are flying in blank space. Uh, please state the nature of your business. Um, we're passing through. We have uh, contacts in Bay B. Right, uh, Bay B is currently a restricted area. Do you have authorization to travel there from the Empire? Yes, we do. Um, we're actually on our way to deliver supplies. All right. So uh, at this point, they have your transponder signal. Uh, can you uh, send us your ship papers? Just a moment, please. I put them on hold. Okay, so, um, we're about to get a visit, I guess. And so, um... Well, now you can transmit the ship papers, like, send you, like, an email. Sounds good. So, I guess the ship papers do say that we're an Imperial ship. So, I'm just gonna send them right over. Alright, so roll me plus sway, and I'm gonna give you three dice. So, you get one for general, one for the ship papers, and one for transponder signal. Okay, cool. Here we go. And... Okay, the highest one was six. Awesome. So, six plus what's your modifier? And the modifier, you said sway, is... Oh, yeah, it's two. So, that is an eight. All right, so with an eight, they completely believe you. All right, uh, everything seems to be in order, wild card. Uh, not sure why uh, you're des- you have such a designation. That is not a normal Imperial ship designation, but that is out of my purview. Uh, would you like an escort to the planet Baby? No, we'll be fine on our own, thanks. All right, well, you have a great day. You too. And they close the comm link and they fly away. Yes. <laughs> you just hear from the cockpit. Thank you, Ula. Oh, quick question. Does the comm link include visuals, or is it just, like... I mean, no, this is, like, a radio transmission. Like, you guys just talked on CB radio. I don't think I've ever seen a video screen. We're doing Star Wars at the moment, and I don't think I've ever seen a video screen call in Star Wars. I think it's always either a hollow call or just radio. Okay, carry on. Yeah. (laughs) I know what you were thinking. Yeah, I, she would need to have that uniform on, otherwise she would have minus one die. Ew. All right, so, love with you guys. Like, I was, I really didn't expect that encounter to go that smoothly, but with an eight, I couldn't really do anything about it. So your plan went off without a hitch. All right, so then you fly a little bit uh, closer to Baby, and you get approached by some other ships, not Imperial ships, and now they're hailing you. All right, I guess I'll answer again. This is the wild card. Who am I speaking to? Hello, wild card. Uh, we are pirates, and we are here to board you. Oh, is that right? I yeah. turn off the calm link and I go, <laughs> go right to <laughs> I go right to um where uh, the captain is. So you, as you turn around, you see with the biggest shit eating grin you've ever seen is Stony holding a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> He's making his way to the airlock. Just <laughs> all right. So are you guys gonna do anything about the about the pirates before they try boarding? You're just gonna say come aboard and deal with them when they get on board. I'll try a booby trap if I can rig one up. All right, go. 
All right, describe to me the trap you're rolling and roll plus rig, and you're only gonna get one die because even if you have an advantage, you have to come up with this in the next like two minutes. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, so just like the entrance of the ship, I'm yeah. just going to have a small concussive device that won't harm the ship, but should you know hurt any fleshy creatures in the in the entranceway. All right, go ahead and roll me plus rig. So I got five. All right, five total or five before modifiers. Five total. You guys got some pretty hot dice so far. Uh, so with so with uh, that, you get a next result. So you get a con- you get the concussive device, and we will see. I get to take a soft move with you right now, uh, but this is all the prep stage. So what are you doing at the helm, Deuce? <laughs> Deuce's ears. Oh, we're we're gonna board you, and Deuce's is just. You see him reach over, flip this one switch that is definitely not rigged up to code, and is just holds on to the. To the steering joysticks. Sure you are, buddy. And I would like to just, just, I think I'm going to give them a, a, a nice little chase, you know. Let's see if they can cap, keep up. All right, roll plus helm to do a barrel roll. Hell yeah. Okay, got one dice. Here we go. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, so that was a one plus two little triangles for helm. All right, so mark experience. Would that count for the hedonist thing on account of he's also an adrenaline junkie? I'll allow it. Explain to me your hedonist thing. Okay, hedonist. When you indulge your vice, you may adjust the dice outcome by plus or minus two. An ally who joins you may do the same. So that would have been if you were gambling. This wasn't really gambling. This was just risky. Uh, I guess that doesn't count for adrenaline junkie. Okay. Oh, but you're, you're, I thought your vice was that you were gambling. Yeah, you can have more than one, right? Uh, you're supposed to take a primary one. Oh, okay. It's it's gambling. Okay, never mind. Okay. So that's a whopping three for getaway. Yep. So uh, mark experience. And what we're going to actually say is you go to do a barrel roll and you actually barrel roll into one of the pirate ships. Oh, jeez. So you actually knock them off course, and now you only have the one ship to deal with. It was a pair of ships. You are, they, they actually are going to firmly attach to the airlock. Stoney, what preparations are you making for them boarding you? The reason I asked earlier whether or not the call had video, because you would have seen Stoney just armed to the teeth, right? Yeah. So like armor, sniper rifle, blaster pistol, flamethrower, just all his heavy gear. He's just ready to go. Because it's a, it's a seven-hour flight, right? Like, right. sure. He's ready to go just in case. So he is now standing. This flamethrower, you know, it, according to the definition, can cover the area of a small room. So he's just standing dead center of the airlock waiting for it to open, and he's just going to light it up. All right. And then and the, way, oh, the way he is... The way he's positioned, the the flamethrower fuel tanks are on his back so that they are, like, the armor is between the other side of the airlock and the fuel tanks that are explosive and, you know, would suck. All right. All right, awesome. And Una, are you doing anything before you guys get boarded? Yeah, I'm actually, um, I'm going to go and put on my armor, which is in my room, I'm going to say. All right, so you Um, make your way to your room. And Adobe Wan, he was meditating in the uh, galley. He is now standing up and he has drawn a laser sword and is making his way slowly towards the airlock. And so what we're going to do is the uh, airlock opens uh, with a mixed result. The concussive device goes off uh, 
and it actually will blast and because of force there's going to be uh, it is going to cause some damage to the airlock door on your guys' side not enough to create the seal to do in there but enough to knock it back swinging the other direction Stony, you're going to have a minus one die on your attack roll in a minute because of the bat of the uh, mixed result we got for danger's roll. But the concussive device does knock down the two pirates on their ass. So uh, they get knocked down. They are stunned for a moment. Uh, what do you do? They're they're knocked down on the ground they're, in front of... Yep, they are knocked down. Uh, they're, they're on the other side of the airlock. They basically got knocked down the second they boarded the ship. So if you want to... You have to enter the airlock through the door that just got blasted back in your face. Uh, but what do you, what is your game plan here? Are you just going to walk in and start blasting flamethrowers willy-nilly? So the airlock is open, correct? Yep, the uh, airlock door got blasted open. That's the plan, is... Like, the minute it opened, I was going to surge forward and just fill up the room as much as possible with fire. All right, so go ahead and roll me plus scrap. What dice do I get for this? I'm going to go ahead and give you... Uh, you get minus one because you had to deal with the airlock door blasting open your face. But you're going to get plus one that cancels it out because they're on their asses. So I'll give you plus one more because you're doing something awesome. So I'm going to go ahead and say you get two dice total. That's three plus two. All right, so five is a mixed result. So uh, you are going to roast both of them alive, uh, but you actually, uh, because you're in a confined space and you got whacked by the door, you're going to suffer uh, one harm. You're going to have burned hands. So go ahead and mark that in one of your two level one harm spots. And basically what burned hands is going to mean is you're going to have minus one dice on anything involving your hands until it can, you can get that harm undone. But you inflicted sufficient harm on them. They were in a bad disadvantageous position. They are dead. And now you, uh, when you, you actually get the impression that there was just two pirates in that boarding party and their other ship is damaged. So you actually dealt with the problem pretty, pretty quick. You just hear deuces from the cockpit. Sorry. Hey, are we good? We're good. You're able to disattach the, uh, uh the, the pirate ship that's now dead in the air because it doesn't have a mm, crew. Mech tape. Uh, your sensors are telling you the ship took some damage when you crashed into the other ship. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming there's a lot of fixes I'm going to have to do. Yep, so right now your uh, engines are operating at low impulse speed. That's going to add a couple hours to your flight, and uh, your false transponder is not working anymore. So before we detach, can we, like, cannibalize this other ship, look for stuff? Oh, absolutely. If you want, uh, Who wants to go and investigate the other ship? I want uh, to steal their stuff. Yeah, I'll definitely go. Yeah, I'll go with too, unless somebody needs to stay on the ship for any reason. You all want to leave your ship with just Adobe Wan monitoring it? I'm I can stay with the ship. That Ula should maybe work on healing Stony. Right, I wanted to because uh, then you can have some better rolls. All right, so let's do this. Stony and Ula, you are in the med bay, uh, and then our mech tape and Deuce both going over to the other ship. Sure. Sure. All right, Ula, tell me how you go about doctoring up Stony, and then roll doctor for me. So, um, using my fine medikit, which has some of the nicer stuff, it basically has synth flesh, which I believe, I'm going to guess, is going to sort of replace any horrible burnt stuff and make things functional again, and give up some painkillers. All right, I'll give you two dice for that, so go ahead and roll plus doctor. Okay, and that is a five plus two. All right, so uh, Stony, you can go ahead and remove, if you even bothered writing down, burned hands from your one harm. Just like new doc, thanks, I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, meanwhile, Deuce and Mech Tape, why don't you both go ahead and roll... Uh, plus rig to see what you can salvage from this other ship. How many dice? Well, describe to me how you go about salvaging it. Oh, all right. I'm going over with a wrench and uh, a cutting torch, and I'm going to fondle all the parts, trying to find the things that are actually useful for our ship. Right. How long do you want to spend doing this? 
I'm actually gonna take long enough that people might start getting annoyed. All right, so go ahead and give me a, I'll let you roll plus two dice. So roll me three dice for plus rig. I get a seven in total. All right, so with the seven total, you find all the parts you need to fix and probably enough stuff where after this mission, you could probably install uh, one upgrade if you wanted to by salvaging their systems. Uh, we're going to leave that one upgraded choice for later. Uh, you aren't going to have time to install it on this flight. You need to probably be landed somewhere safely to work on the outside of the ship. Okay. In addition to being able to fix the problems with your ship, you will be able to add one upgrade to your ship the next time you are stationary. Nice. Uh, okay. Do you want to roll to try and also get stuff? Absolutely. All right, so roll um, me plus rig and tell me what you do to salvage that you're not just helping mech tape. All right, all right. Let me, I'm gonna, gonna roll blue, but essentially what Deuces is doing is just going around, you know, I've been on smuggling ships before. I kind of know, you know, where stuff goes, where they hide things. Also, on account of owing Stony a favor, I'm gonna look for anything very large and gun-shaped. Here we go. We're rolling bluesy. Yeah, I'll give you okay. two, I'll give you two dice. Okay. Give me a second. All right, so bluesy number one was a solid one. Forget you, bluesy. You go in the timeout corner. <laughs> bluesy number two rolled a five, and I have one triangle and rig. All right, so with a six, you actually realize this pirate ship had a two sets of weapons, particle cannons, which your ship already had, and it had... Hold on a second. I need to actually read what this is off of the ship sheet. It also had <laughs> the coherence cannon. Capital weapon, one shot only, until repaired or recharged on ships smaller than dreadnoughts. May fry systems, deadly, super not legal. Basically, it's a black hole. They were ready to destroy your ship if you really resisted. Deuces takes one look at this truly spectacular cannon. Just goes, hey, mech tape, I have a birthday present for you. I will say this, it will take some time involving spacesuits to detach that from their ship. So uh, between the, it's probably going to say like half an hour for what mech tape originally did. And then probably another hour for your thing. So are you all okay with spending an hour and a half floating here in space? Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm so okay with this. We hacked off an hour already from the, the travel time? Yeah. At some point, we will go over to see what the holdup is. Just because it's yeah. supposed to be an hour and a half, right? And Stony, when you go over there, you actually see they're in the middle of soldering off this enormous cannon. Hey, 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 Stony, Stony! Yeah? I found you something. Is it alcoholic? I'd say it had a similar effect on you. Yeah. Buddy, I got you a big gun. Oh, oh yeah. That's the same kind of rush. What kind of big gun? This gun's so big, it's illegal. Ugh. Yep, actually the only reason the black hole can is illegal is because it's too big to actually safely mount on a vehicle. That's actually fact. Not really. Don't worry, buddy. Me and Mech Tape, we got this. I hold the thing that attaches the blowtorch and he blowtorches it off. It's a great system. I'm gonna say you go ahead and you get the labor done to detach that stuff. You cannibalize the pirate ship and now you have, your engine's only able to move you at about half impulse. And you realize that you just spent an hour and a half in dead space with the broken transponder, probably about a half an hour flight from those Imperial ships that came up on you last time. And they start hailing you again. Hula. Hula. <laughs> I'm it, so I'll get it, I'll get it. This is the wild card. Hello, Wildcard. We were uh, coming to warn you there were some pirates this way because we realized that uh, we forgot to warn you about that before we flew off. And, well, we, now your transponder signal doesn't seem to match up to Imperial Code anymore. Can you explain that? Well, actually, the pirates you didn't remind us about just attacked us. 
And Lord knows what they did to our system. We're still trying to deal with this. All right, uh, no problem. Uh, we actually have uh, technicians on our team. Would you like us to board and help you repair? No, no, we are perfectly fine. We have an expert here that can deal with this. I do appreciate it, but I'm the one who doesn't understand. Um, they're the ones who are going to be able to fix it. All right, can we uh, talk to your mechanic about the scope of your work? We don't want you being dead in space for too long. Give me a moment to see if they're not in the middle of uh, repairing. Put it on hold. All right, Cap'n, they want to talk to you. Sure. All right, get ready for Imperial questioning about your skills, right? Got it. I believe in your mech tape. He just starts putting on his little Imperial outfit. Hello, how can I help you? Hello there, is this the uh, mechanic of the wild card? This is he. Oh, uh, well, gosh darn now, I thought you might be realizing you're, uh, right now you're in pirate-infested space and you are dead in the air and you're captain, I believe? Uh, she was telling us you don't need our help with repairs, but based on what we can see, it looks like you have an hour of repair work to do. Are you sure you wouldn't like an escort or a helper with your repairs? That doesn't seem very wise. Uh, you know, maybe second thought, an escort would be good, but... Uh, Repair-wise, we should be fine. It's minor damage. There's just a bit of it spread out. All right. Well, uh, three of us, we'll just uh, stick around the area, keep an eye out for pirates for you, and then we'll escort you down to the planet Baby when you're all done with your repairs then. Thank you kindly. All right. So it's uh, going to take you about an hour to do the repairs, and then uh, you make your way back towards Baby. Or do you do anything to try and shake the pilots, or are you just okay with them escorting you the rest of the way? I think I'm fine with it. So there's I'm... three of them? Yep, there's three. They're like dog fighting ships, so it's like three individual ships. Imagine like an X-Wing or a TIE fighter kind of thing from Star Wars. So basically there's three ships versus your one roughly millennial falcon ship sure i'm uh, wary of what's going to happen once we have to help adobe hey 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 adobe you remember that question about being claustrophobic i'm not climbing in the cargo hold you're, you're climbing in the cargo hold buddy so stony is just right behind him it's like you don't have to climb anywhere i'll put you there <laughs> the, the old man gives you this world weary look like you don't know the kind of trouble you're asking for son and he just quietly walks off to the cargo hold himself. So you're making your way towards Bay B after the repairs. Uh, the ship is a little a little wobbly for the wear. There's repairs that would have been easier to do when you were actually at a spaceport. Uh, you uh, get into orbit of the planet. What do you do? Uh, so from being in orbit, how far are we from our destination? All right, so Adobe Wan gave you rough coordinates of where the Rebels were supposed to be based, so you would be able to go land there, but you do suspect that if you were to go land there that the uh, Imperial ships would come down and land with you, and then they would find a Rebel base. What is your plan to either, are you going to land somewhere to divert them? Are you going to try and lose them between the flight on Baby? What is your plan? I would suggest we go towards kind of a neutral port where uh, we have less suspicion from our escorts and can probably make our way towards sketchier places. All right. Well, on your sensors, you do detect the standard Imperial controlled port of Baby. You choose to land there. Is that the only port around? That is the port that they would expect you to land in because you told them that you have Imperial supplies. There. Hey, uh, Captain, I feel yes. like violence might be our correct answer here. Maybe get one of them to dock. I deal with that one, and then we, uh, Blast the other two out of the sky. What do you say? Running's I mean, also an option. Pretty good at it. I would tend to run, but we we should have a destination if we're going to run. All right. So you look around on your sensors. You obviously see the planet. You could go somewhere planet side, but you do know that there are additional Imperials based on the planet. You also see a nebula off to the side. It, you know this nebula is actually where there's a planet where they refine coffee beans. There's coffee in that nebula, and that nebula would have poor sensor visibility, so you might be able to go lose them in there. But they do know you're coming back to Baby, so that would be the other thing you need to consider. 
Other than that, you could try losing them in an asteroid field around the planet neighboring baby. Is there a difficult terrain place on the planet we could fly into, like a forest, through the trees kind of thing? Oh yeah, like like Earth, there are forests, there are cities. I mean, okay. Baby is a complex planet. So yes, you could totally fly through the forest if, if your pilot thinks that they can actually successfully right. fly through a forest better than these smaller, more agile ships. Ah, what do you think? Never tell me the odds. <laughs> Well, hold on, hold on. What kind of ground transportation are we talking about? If there's a way that we can land in the Imperial base, hijack one of their ground transports to get where we need to go, then we avoid suspicion, you know, in perpetuity until we raise it again. And, you know, we just need to transport whatever from the ship to where we're going without getting caught. At this point, Adobe Wan raises their voice and says, at this point, I'm assuming he has not gone into the cargo hold yet because you're talking about the plan. How do you know you're not going to have my supplies confiscated by the Imperials that are in charge of the loading dock? Why wouldn't they take the supplies themselves? Also, you need to convince them that the uh, supplies that you told them are theirs are part of a manifest they probably aren't expecting to receive. We also got a black hole gun. It's not currently plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they take one peek into our cargo hold, we're gonna have a bad day. Yeah. I mean, we do have a smuggling ship, though, right? Like, the things we don't want them to find, hopefully they won't find. Your smuggling port is meant to hold, like, small batches of cargo. It's not meant to hide something that's, like, a big cannon mounted on the outside of the ship. You have to realize, this thing fires a black hole. We're talking, like, oh, this right, thing's right. the size of a minivan. It's taking up your entire cargo <laughs> hold. So, oh, yeah, wait. How did we even get an escort here with such, like, a giant neon sign that says arrest us? Because, it's in the cargo. yeah, it's in the yeah. cargo hold. They can't see it. I'm just saying, remember how you were giving me a hard time for getting tinted windows? <laughs> doesn't seem like such a bad decision anymore, does it? We're in space. You don't need tinting. Sure you do. It's cool. And it hides black hole guns. What if I tried to convince our escorts to just go away now? <laughs> like, if I'm like, hey, thanks for the escort up till here. Bye. I mean, oh, I can't hurt. That's a good idea. You could tell them it's a secret place we're going to and right. they don't have clearance. Okay. That's exactly. They can't know the nature of our mission. Let me try it. Bula, I believe in you so much. I'm going to try. So I guess it's time for me to open a channel with these guys. And we all have the false ship papers, right? Oh, they're yeah. Very, oh, yeah. They already, already saw that. Papers. They believe okay. in us. Stony is now inside the basically the turret hatch for one of the <laughs> particle cannons. Like, he's not doing anything. He's just there. Just in case. You guys hailed one of the ships? Yeah. Hello there, wild card. Uh, what can we do you for? So, um, this is about as far as we need you to go. Thank you so much for your help. You know, no can do there, wild card. We uh, definitely we need to land on the planet refuel ourselves, so uh, we're going to probably need to follow you to the spaceport anyway. So, that's the thing. Due to confidentiality, I can't possibly tell you where we're going, but we're not going to the port at this time. Oh, I uh, didn't realize this was a classified mission. Can you uh, just give us your clearance code? Me give you our clearance code? 
for you to be able to verify that you're uh, on a secure mission. What What do you need to verify? I'm a little bit offended here. Uh, well, you're not flying a standard issue ship, so uh, normally we yes, need a little but... bit something extra to be able to verify that you actually are Imperial. Your ship papers are quite enough for that. Don't you understand? We're in a covert ship. We need to get there. We need to get there soon. This is a very special mission. Roll me one d6 for Sway, because they really needed that thing. You need, you need. To I'm gonna try my best. You said Sway, right? Yep. Uh, Does he apply to this? Okay. What's your rights? It's four plus two, so four I feel okay. Six. Okay, okay. I was so scared. Okay, four plus two. All right, there, wild card. Uh, well, if you. If you say that you're on a mission so secure that we shouldn't know about it, well, it is highly irregular, so uh, we'll go refuel and we'll just let them know that we, uh, we encountered you on the planet there, and uh, hopefully somebody at the base will know more about it. Listen, it's not in your best interest to do that, my friend. But just think about it. Think about it like you're a hero. Go ahead and roll me plus a tune. Plus a tune. Okay. That's a five total. So yeah, so the five total, you know that you sold them on the idea that, like, you need to go somewhere they don't, but they are still suspicious of you enough that they're going to mention it to someone they know is actually of high enough clearance at that base where they're going to get, you're going to get got. So they're not going to know where you're landing, but they're going to put the base on high alert. Uh, at least I tried. <laughs> so you can, you can land undetected. That is not an yeah. issue, but... You do suspect that if they are allowed to land, you're going to get God at some point. Okay. You I'm should close. do some fancy flying as well. Yeah, I'm closing comms. I'm, saying, I'm, I'm assuming everyone heard that, and I'm going to leave it in pilot's hands. <laughs> Deuces just cracks his knuckles, sits down, it's like, all right, time to go. What do I roll to... You know, Speedy Gonzalez our butt out of there and then just pull some fancy little, you know, Bond escape moves here. What do I got to do? All right. So you're trying to escape them not following you? I want to I wanna get out of there in such a way that we would be hard to follow should they change their minds. The police just told us, have a nice day. And you just sprinted back into the car and peeled out. That's <laughs> not, not sus at all. I, yep. I'll try go the ahead. normal right. way. Alright, go ahead and roll me plus Skulk to fly away as unsuspiciously as possible. Oh. Oh, honey. I rolled a six and I got one triangle of Skulk. <laughs> Alright, so they do not see anything suspicious. They don't pay you any mind as they go to fly off and land at the spaceport. Okay. Deuce is just sort of finger guns back to everybody. I've gotten out of cop situations before. Don't worry. You just have to Keep it like two miles an hour under the speed limit, and they don't even look your way. At this point, Adobe Wan Kenobi walks up to the console and punches in some numbers, and suddenly you actually can hear a signal. This is Aurora Borealis. Is that uh, is that you, Adobe Wan Coyote? Yes, yes, it is. We're looking for uh, for your base to land. Can you transmit the coordinates? And uh, sure enough, some coordinates pop up in your OnStar. And that's where you're going to land. Yay. So roll plus helm to land. Yay. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Whew. Pearl dice. You're up. Whew. Okay. Well, you know what? I am a very good pilot. I'm an exceptional pilot. I got plus two to helm. I rolled a six, so this could not have been a smoother landing than if this was, you know, a private jet. Like, the rest of your crew didn't even know it was possible to parallel park a spaceship, but you did it. <laughs> Like, there was a spot on the landing pad where there was two other ships, and there was exactly the width of your ship, and you just threaded that needle. It wasn't even, like, a real parking spot. People were looking at you at the uh, thing where they made the base for the Rebels, like, you can't park there. 
And you landed exactly like, okay, I guess you can park there. I flip my little sunglasses slash visors down. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I can parallel park in space. Driving a semi. You guys come in your landing. You open your uh, space doors and and you see <laughs> you see this woman with long flowing red hair and just decked out in battle garb walking with a blaster rifle up to you, just kind of propped casually over her shoulder, and she's like, Hello, I'm Princess Aurora Borealis of the Rebel Alliance, uh, to whom I owe the pleasure. I'm gonna lean over to Ula. Damn, she's almost as pretty as you! Sure. I guess we should introduce ourselves, probably. I'm yeah. Dr. Ula. Oh, a doctor, that's fantastic. We have several wounded in our camp. Once we get you all situated, I'd love for you to come help with that. I would love to help. How severe are the wounded? It varies, you'll see once you get there. Okay. Which of you is the cap? That would be me. You can call me Mech Tape. Ah, uh, Captain Mech Tape. And this is, uh, your, and she looks at your ship. Like, I'm assuming you just have, like, the name of your ship plastered across the side, like, graffiti tagged on there. The Wild Card. This is a fine ship you have here. <laughs> Thanks. I made it. To, yeah, nice ship, Mech Tape. Thanks. <laughs> it's not easy to upkeep, but I do my best. And uh, Dobiwan rolls out a pallet of all the supplies, the food, the medical supplies, and the handful of blasters. And and Aurora Borealis says, thank you all so much for coming. If you want, want to join me this way, I'll show you around the camp. And that is where we're going to end the episode for now. Thank you for listening to the beginning of Bard Rock Cantina, Episode 1, Blank Space. We hope you enjoyed the adventure thus far. If you want to hear the conclusion, be sure to support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash bardrockcafe. Until next time, may the force be with you.